Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Well, we want to say before we get into the word tonight that we really appreciate, amen, the invitation that was made to us. God bless Brother Anthony. And also we want to appreciate everyone, amen, for the warm welcome, amen, that we always feel when we come to East Los Angeles. You know, there's some churches you go to and you feel like you're intruding and uh, they make you feel like, you know, once is enough. But every time I come to East Los Angeles, it's always a warm welcome. And we want to say we really appreciate that. And uh, God bless you for it. Praise the Lord. And you can give yourself a hand clap if you want. Amen for everything God has given you. Praise the Lord. I want to invite you tonight to the word of the Lord. We'd like to go to Romans chapter 7. I'm going to ask you to help me preach tonight. And I know you always do help preach and everywhere I go I said if you can't preach in East LA you just can't preach and it's because of the fact that when people are hungry God speaks and God fills a cup I want to preach tonight with the help of the Lord upon the subject why God got divorced and remarried why God God divorced and remarried Romans chapter 7 Beginning in verse 1 on to verse 6. Romans chapter 7, verse 1 to verse 6. Paul writing to the church said, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law have dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she be called an idolatress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no more idolatrous, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to whom him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verses 6 unto verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 3 verses 6. On to verse 8. The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Has thou seen that which backsliding Israel have done? She has gone up upon every high mountain, and under every green tree, and there have played the harlot. And I said, After she had done all these things, turn thou unto me. But she returned not, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw... When for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. I want you to notice verse 8 again. And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Lord God, we come before you this moment. Lord, we thank you right now for your precious word. 
God, we thank you tonight for your people, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you care for us, Lord, more than anyone else can. And, Lord, right now we're asking that you anoint this place, God, as we have been filling of your spirit, that you anoint our hearts that we might receive the engrafted word tonight. God, anoint us, God. Let the unction of your spirit stir our hearts, God, as we live in these last days, Lord. Purify us, cleanse us through your word. God, draw us near unto you. Anoint your preacher tonight. And we'll be careful to give you the honor and the glory. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I'm coming to you tonight in what is known as a figurative message. And what a figurative message is, is that I'm going to take that, which is literal, and apply it onto the spiritual. Jesus did the same when he spoke about parables. He talked about the sower. He took that which was earthly, that which was literal, in order that we might understand things that are spiritual. And in the word of God tonight, you find that God himself identifies himself as the husband unto Israel. And Israel is considered the wife of God, the bride that God married in the Old Testament. And because of that, God wants us to understand the relationship that he had with his wife. The relationship that he had with the Jewish nation, the children of Israel. Jesus Christ himself spoke about, amen, a figurative speech. And he spoke about the church of the living God. And he compared himself to the bridegroom and we as a chaste virgin. Praise the Lord. And the Lord gives us a hope that one of these days the bridegroom cometh to take away the bride. And I'm so glad about that. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that one of these days we're going to split the skies wide open, hallelujah, and meet him and see him face to face. But you find that in all of this, that the reason that God has given us this illustration is because we can identify to that which is earthly. And the relationship that God had with Israel is like a relationship that a man has with his wife. I come to the conclusion that there is no greater motivation inside of the heart of God than that in his relationship with man. I don't know why God loves me. I don't know why God wants fellowship with me. But one thing I do understand that it is God's will and it is God's desire to fellowship with me and to let me understand that he loves me with everything that he has. Praise the Lord. I might not understand it all. I might not be everything that God would want me to be. But thank God that he remains faithful. Hallelujah. That even in my falling and even in my hair, there's a God that remains faithful. Praise the Lord. And a God that desires my fellowship. Hallelujah. I'm persuaded tonight that there is something that God wants to do tonight. He wants to move inside of our hearts. Hallelujah. He wants to stir us on the inside. He wants to motivate us in the inside. If there's something that God wants, He wants a first love experience with all those that have come to know Him. Hallelujah. That's why you can feel free tonight, my brother, that whatever you need is tonight. There's a God in heaven that can meet that need tonight. Hallelujah. If you need a touch from God tonight, I'm confident tonight that there's a God in heaven. Hallelujah. That has come down to East Los Angeles. And whatever is happening in East Los Angeles, the apple of his eye is in the city. Hallelujah. And that wherever God can be, and no matter where God would be, there is one place that he chooses to be tonight. And that is in the midst of his children. Hallelujah. Blessing them and pouring out Amen. A blessing from heaven. Hallelujah. God has that desire with man. Someone asks, how great is that desire? I'll tell you, when man lost his way, the God of heaven, amen, came upon this world and 
clothed himself in the likeness of man and he emptied himself and he laid down himself on the cross. He was mangled, he was beaten, he was killed and it was for one reason that mankind might be reconciled to God. That one day I might come to an apostolic altar. That one day me that didn't know God might know, amen, a God that is real and a God that is perfect and a God, amen, that is worth living for and worth worshiping for. I tell you tonight, my soul is satisfied in serving God. My heart is in content in worshiping the Lord. I'm glad tonight that I'm in the house of God tonight because I got the love of God set abroad in my Holy Ghost tonight. I got the love of God moving inside of me because that's the will of God in my life. Hallelujah. I don't understand it, but I just accept it that the love of God passes all understanding and that I got a God that is with me to the very end. And I want you to know that in the land of Egypt, amen, there was a time that there was a nation that cried to God. There was a nation, amen, that brought her supplication unto God. She was in sorrow. She was in pain. And when God looked down in Egypt, he compared the children of Israel unto a woman. It was a woman that was beaten. It was a woman that was forsaken. It was a woman that men used her and men threw her away and nobody wanted her and nobody could ever give her, amen, what she was looking for. But one day in her misery and one day in all her sorrow, she cried unto the God of heaven and she said, Lord, we need deliverance. God, we need to come out from this land of bondage. And the Bible says that God heard the supplication of Israel and that God set his affection upon her. I don't know why God loved her. I don't know why God chose her. It wasn't because she was great. It wasn't because she was mighty. But it was because of the simple fact that God fell in love with Israel and that God wanted to bring her out of a land of bondage and take her, amen, to a land full of milk and honey. That's what God wanted for her. The prophet pictures Israel as a harlot, as a whore that is left on the wayside. Nobody to love her, nobody to care for her. She reaches out for affection, she reaches out for love, and there's nobody to love her. And there as she's bleeding, and there as she's beating, the Bible says that all of a sudden, amen, God portrays himself as the lover of her soul. That when God sees her, he walks by her, and he sees that she's in ruins. He sees the blood upon her face, and he takes her in his arms, and he takes him home with her, praise the Lord, and he puts on her a new garment. He wipes away, amen, the bloodstained face. But the greatest thing of all was that she finally found somebody to love her, that she finally found somebody to care for her. I thank God that in a world that is lonely, in a world where there's confusion, that one day the God of heaven knocked on my heart's door, a God that said, I will love you with everything that I have. My friend and I, if you're looking for a friend, there ain't no friend better than the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're looking for a true lover, there ain't no other lover that is pure in mind and heart than the God that we serve. Hallelujah. He sits on high and his name is to be glorified and praised. He stretched out for her and what she needed the most was for somebody to love her. Somebody to show his affection to her. And so God brings her out of the land of Egypt. 
Amen. And that day at Mount Sinai, amen, the wedding was getting ready to take place. And God was getting himself ready. And the wife was getting herself ready. And Moses was the interceder between them both. And so Moses comes to Israel. He comes on to the bride of God. And he says, get ready because she's coming. He wants to talk to you. He wants to make the vows today. And Israel looked at Moses and Israel said, no, we don't want to see him. We don't want him to come down. But you let him know that whatever he wants us to do, whatever he commands of us to do, we'll be more than willing to do it. One of the biggest mistakes that Israel ever made was the day that she took the vow and she said we're going to serve God out of our own will we're going to serve God the way he wants us to serve him we're going to do exactly what he wants and abide by what he wants and I want you to know something in our church that the laws of God are holy and the laws of God are righteous and I'll tell you why the laws of God are holy and righteous because they portray to you what God is tonight I'm convinced and I'm persuaded tonight that I'm serving a holy God tonight that I'm serving a righteous God tonight that the God that I serve is far from sin hallelujah and when Israel saw all of that she said hey just tell God to tell us what he wants us to do and we'll do it but I want you to know something that when the honeymoon took place there was something that was missing inside the heart of that woman and what was missing inside of her was the love for the God that brought her out of Egypt amen she made her vow she said I'll do everything he wants us to do but I'm going to tell you there was a problem that this woman had inside of her and the problem that she had was that she wanted to go a whoring that she wanted to go a flirting that God wasn't enough for her that God wasn't sufficient for her in the midnight hour she would walk out on God in the midnight hour she would go a flirting in the midnight hour she would sleep with other men and then in the morning she would sneak in if I can say on to the house of her husband and she would try to do everything that he wanted to do but there was something missing inside of her hallelujah amen the prophet Hosea gives a clear picture of when God was trying to tell his bride of the condition that she was in and he said Hosea I want you to go down to the Amorites and I want you to marry a prostitute and when you go down there and you take, amen, one of those women, I'm going to put a love inside of you that you're not going to understand. Hosea went down and he went into the land of the prostitutes. And there he picked out a woman. Everybody looked around and they said, I wonder what this guy's doing here. I wonder what he wants. And then all of a sudden they understood that he took for himself a woman. He took for himself a bride. And no doubt when they were coming home that day, that woman looked at Hosea and probably thought, I don't think this man is in his right sense. But Hosea looked at her. And when Hosea looked at her, there was a love that God placed inside of her. Amen. The affection that he showed, the love that he manifested to her was something she could not understand. When she got home with her, the neighbors looked. And the neighbors realized that Hosea had married a whore, a prostitute, a woman of ill repute. They probably thought within themselves, I wonder why he would take such a woman. 
And many times she would run out. And many times she would go with other men. And every time she would come home, there was Hosea waiting for her. There was Hosea trying to express his love to her. Amen. The people did not understand it. But there was a message in the life of the prophet. And the message was, this is the way Israel is with me. I have taken her into the land of plenty. I have given her everything that I can possibly give her. But there's something inside of her that cannot fall in love with me. I stretch out my hand day and night. I call her home to me. And she turns her back on me. And I can feel the coldness in her heart. I can feel the rejection in her soul. Where she cries out and she says, God, we don't want you, God. We want the gods of this world. We want to flirt around a little bit. We made a mistake in marrying you. But the love of God never diminished. The love of God was never unfaithful. And thank God we're serving a God tonight that his love never fails us. But his love is true blue. And his love is genuine. And his love passes our understanding. Hallelujah. He reached out to her. And the more he reached out to her, the colder she got in her heart. I remember a couple in our church for all of a sudden the husband lost his affection for his wife. And she came to me and she said, Brother Mendoza, he don't even want to go to bed with me. He don't want even want to sleep in the same bed with me. He gets up in the morning and he despises me. I've tried everything. I try to clean his house. I try to take care of his children. I try to dress the best I can to appeal to him. But he just doesn't want me no more. And that's the way it was with Israel. That God did everything he could. But every time God reached out for her, she said, I don't want your love. I don't need your love. I'm satisfied the way I am. Some of you can identify tonight with what I'm preaching about. You've been rejected in love. You've been cast out when you try to do everything. There was no one to love you. And when God finally saw her whoring, and God saw all her prostitution, and God saw the coldness in her heart, God looked at her and said, Woman, if you keep this up, one of these days I'm going to write you a bill of divorce. But Israel looked at God and said, God, we don't care what you do. And we don't care what you want. If you want a bill of divorce, we're ready to get divorced. You're too hard of a man to serve. Your laws are too rigid. Your laws are too strict. We want freedom. We want liberty. But God said, listen, woman, one of these days if I divorce you, I'm going to find somebody that will love me. But Israel said, no, ain't nobody ever going to love you. Ain't nobody ever going to serve you. Ain't nobody ever going to live for you. But God said, one of these days, I'm going to drive you to jealousy woman one of these days I'm gonna turn my back on you and I'm gonna find me another lover Hallelujah. amen God saw for somebody to love her God saw for somebody to take him amen he came down in the form of a man he came to his own and his own received him not but one day there was a Syrophoenician woman that came. She was a Gentile. She said, Lord, my daughter's home. She's vexed with the devil. When the Lord looked at her, he said, woman, I've come to the children of Israel. I come to the house of Israel. I can't go nowhere else. I can't give bread to the dogs. But she said, Lord, if you're not going to give me no bread, give me the crumbs that fall from the table. At least you can do that. When Jesus looked at that Gentile woman, he said, great is your faith. I haven't found this faith in all of Israel. He said, go now. Your daughter is 
shield. Hallelujah. Israel said, God, ain't nobody going to love you. Ain't nobody going to live for you. But one day when he was walking up Calvary's hill, there was a Gentile woman that was looking at him and said, God, if she don't want you, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. I'm missing something. I'm longing for something. And God, what I need, I need you inside of my heart. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, I want you to know tonight that he's gone to the four corners of the earth and he's called out a Gentile bride. He called her his own and thank God for the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for her. Amen. His bride, he divorced her. And then all of a sudden she heard the news that he was marrying somebody else. And they said, hey, they're having the wedding feast. Yeah, I remember when I married him. It was so cold and so dry. I remember all that they gave us was all the restrictions. And no doubt the Gentile bride was hearing all of this. Amen. And the wedding day came for the new bride. And then all of a sudden, the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, you know what the day of Pentecost tells me? That God wasn't going to do it like he did with his first bride. He wasn't going to just bring laws and restrictions. No, my friend, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was a sound that came from heaven as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And suddenly, there appeared unto them closing tongues of the fire and it sat upon each and every one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues and the Spirit of God gave altar. I'm going to tell you something that day. Amen. God had himself a wedding and when God had himself a wedding his bride fell in love with him. Oh, heaven looked down and they said, hey, something's taking place. It's not the same. She's falling in love with God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now. You know as good as I do. When they first told you about God, they told you what you couldn't do. They told you where you couldn't go. They told you you couldn't do this. They told you you couldn't do that. And you said it's not for me. But that wasn't God's plan. Because the day he found you in an altar, he got inside of your heart. It didn't matter what God wanted. God won you over to his love. And it was the love of God that won you. Hallelujah. make you go to church? No, honey, nobody makes us come to church. I'll tell you why we come to church. We come because we want to come. We shout because we want to shout. We dance because we want to dance. We praise God because we fall in love with the God that sits on high. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody said, I heard you can't drink no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
They told me you can't go to the driving show no more. They told me you can't light up no more. You can't go to the dances no more. You can't go with your friends no more. You know what I said? I don't want God if that's what it is. If it's just laws and regulations. But I'm going to tell you something. That when I found God, brother, he didn't say you can't do this. You can't do that. You know how he warned me? The love of God got inside of my heart. I've nailed in an apostolic culture. I said, God, I don't know what this is all about. But you know what got inside of me? The love of God got inside of me. They said, anybody want to be better? I said, here I am. Here I am. I go. I want it. I come. Because God made you know. Because God warned me. Because I got the love of God burning inside of myself. I want to live for God. I want it. I want it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. The world thinks we have to be here. The world thinks that we have to be here. It's time lift our voices and let the world know that we're here because we want to be here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to get me another bride. He said, I'm going to get me another sweetheart. They said, God, you'll never find nobody. You're too hard. You're too strict. Your standards are too strong. He said, yeah, but one of these days, I'm going to drive you to jealousy. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. The Jews don't like us getting the Holy Ghost. The Jews don't like us shouting the victory. But you know why we said? Because God got him another lover. God got him another sweetheart. God got him somebody that said, here I am. I'll serve you. I'll live for you. I'll be whatever you want me to be, God. I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, ain't nobody making us worship God. Ain't nobody going to force you to lift your hands. You know why you're lifting your hands? Because you fell in love with God. And God fell in love with you. And there ain't no devil in hell that can stop the fellowship that you have with Almighty God. Ain't nobody. Yeah, it makes you feel like running sometimes. It makes you feel like jumping up sometimes. It makes you feel like singing sometimes. It makes you feel like shouting sometimes. It's the love of God that's a burning inside of us because he has made us new again. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't think the angels are hearing us right now? You don't think the angels are wondering what we got on side? What we got is the love of God in our soul tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I made up my mind. I'm going to get drunk tonight in the Holy Ghost. I made up my mind. I'm going to get baptized all over again with the love of God that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. 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 I remember a young girl. I heard her testimony. She lived in New York City. At the age of eight years old in New York City, 
her family left her. At the age of 12, she was living in the slum. By the age she was 14, she became a prostitute, shooting up heroin. Years of misery and sorrow. Never knew what it was to have the love of a father or a mother, brother or sister, uncle or aunt. She never knew anything. By the age of 18, she was a mainliner, walking the streets. And one day she walked inside. She was passing by a church. She heard some singing. She walked inside of that church and that preacher was talking about the love of God. He was talking about God and how much she cares and how much she loves. And he kept on preaching. Finally, the preacher made the altar call and she, made it. she came right to the preacher. She said, preacher, you're telling me that somebody loves me. He said, I'm telling you that God loves you. She said, you know what you're telling me? I don't know nothing about that. She said, when I was eight years old, my mama and my daddy threw me out of the house. They left me forsaken. She said, I don't know what it is to have a love of a brother or sister, Uncle Ann. And here you're telling me that somebody loves me. She rolled up her sleeves and she showed the man all the marks in her head. And she said, you know what I am? I'm nothing but a prostitute. I'm no good for nothing. And you're telling me that somebody will fall in love with me? He said, I'm telling you that what God is saying to you. He said, but I could talk to you until I'm blue in the face and you'll never understand. He said, but if you go down to that altar and if you raise your head to God and if you ask God if he loves you, I can your head to God. And if you ask God if he loves you, I can guarantee you one thing, that God will tell you that he loves you. She said that she went down to that altar. In about two minutes, she raised her voice. She said, God, I don't know what love's about. I'm this preacher telling me that you love me. God, if you really love me, I want to feel it. You know what happened in that minute? God poured down the baptism of the Holy Ghost on her. All of a sudden, the love of God entered inside of her soul. She started talking in tongues. The rivers of life started pouring out. Amen. After an hour of talking in tongues, she got up. She ran to the preacher. She grabbed the preacher and she said, he does love me. He does love me. He told me he loved me. She she ran out the church. She was running down the street. She was screaming, he loves me. He loves me. If there's something I can shout tonight, is that he loves me. And I love him. And I live for him. No matter what. Hallelujah. 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 You know what would happen right now? You know what would happen right now if some Jews walked through that door? They would hear all you crazy screaming and yelling. And then you know what they would say? They would say, that's not the way we did it. We were quiet about it. We didn't make a bunch of commotion like you people are making commotion. Amen. We serve God dignified. We serve God, amen, in, in professionalism. We didn't do what you did. But I'm going to tell you something that they didn't have either. They didn't have the love of God burning inside of them. I'm going to tell you something. You cannot serve God out of regulations. You cannot serve God out of laws. You can't be inside of this church because you can't do that. And because you can't do this. Because you can't go here. And because you can't go there. No, my brother, if you're going to be in the church of the living God, there got to be something a little deeper than all of that hallelujah it got to be the love of God burning inside of you you gotta have a love that passes all the restrictions and all the laws that God has 
Sometimes they look at us like we're none and priests. When do you go to church? Well, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, they have church Wednesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Friday and Saturday, twice on Sunday. How come you dress like that? How come you do what you do? Then we relate a love story to them. We say, one day I was lost, like you're lost. And one day I was blind, like you're blind. And one day they told me to come to church, and I said, no, I don't need church. And I don't want church. But one day I came to church anyhow. And I was sitting in the back pew. And then all of a sudden I walked inside of East Los Angeles. Hallelujah. Come on now. I walked inside of East Los Angeles one day. Amen. I saw everybody shouting. I didn't know what they were shouting about. I saw everybody jumping up. I didn't know what they were jumping up about. And then somebody said, why don't you go to the altar? I said, well, I don't got nothing to lose. And I went to that altar. But you know what happened when I nailed down? All of a sudden, I felt something that I never felt before. I felt the love of God burning inside of me. I felt the love of God get inside of me. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. It's not just a religion. It's the fire of the burning of the Holy Ghost inside of us. And thank God for that. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching to a dead church tonight. I'm not preaching to a backslidden church tonight. I'm preaching to a church that got the love of God burning inside of her. And brother, we're going to serve him. And we're going to love him until the day we die. Hallelujah. Let me have an organ player. Hallelujah. I don't know how you feel tonight. I feel good. Hallelujah. I said, I feel good tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, you don't got to worry about my laws. You don't got to worry about my restrictions. You don't got to worry where you can't go. You don't have to worry what you can't do. I got something better than all of that. I got my love. I'm going to baptize you with my love. I'm going to shed my love inside of your heart until you fall in love with me. Martha and Mary. 
Martha had the spirit of his own wife. She ran inside the kitchen. She wanted to see what she could do by works. Amen. But Mary was like his second bride. She wasn't worried about the pots and pans. She wasn't worried about, amen, the refried beans. She said, Lord, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like kneeling down. I feel like loving you. I feel like worshiping you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm dead to the law. I'm dead to the law. I don't live for God by the law. I live for God by the newness of spirit. There's something greater than the law of God. It's the love of God that burns inside of my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. We get too wrapped up where we can't go, what we can't do. He didn't save you that way. When he saved you, amen, he filled you with his love. I'm going to tell you something in closing. I believe this is all my heart. If they would have told me shave all your hair off because that's what he wants, I would have shaved all my hair. I'm telling you the truth. I don't know how it would have looked. I wouldn't have cared. I went to work the next day. Every noontime we used to go blow weed. They said, come on, Joe, let's go blow some weed. I said, I'm already on high. I said, I'm already on high. I got something they know we can give you. I got something some red devils ain't gonna make you feel. I got something no heroin's gonna make you feel. They said, give me some. They said, give me some. I said, it's the Holy Ghost. I said, it's the Holy Ghost. I said, it's the love of God. You got something inside of you that is 